0: God bless you. We're so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Paul. That's my wife, Elizabeth. Pastor Stephen was here earlier. We're so glad that you're here. Let me do a real quick shout out. Well, all those that are here for Tennessee Tech basketball, whether it's coaches and players and staff, we all all stand up. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. We're so glad you're here. I want to, uh, I want to just say one quick thing. The last time the whole team came out, you guys went on a 10 game winning streak. I'm just saying, um, I, I do want to say, um, you guys coming is great, but those men that got in that water and got baptized, it's a, it's a new day. And um, I don't want to discount basketball at all, but if there's not another basketball game, you are in right standing with God. And. uh, Oh, happy day. Amen. We're so glad you're here. We uh, we at Church on the Hill and myself and my family, all my family are all graduates of Tennessee Tech. And uh, we're thankful for you guys to be here and you're always welcome. Even you, Steve. We'll we'll let you in here. Okay, all right. Even though he can't play a lick of golf, we'll uh, let him him in here. Okay, enough of that. Okay, all right. Living in a pressure cooker. Lord, forgive me for talking about Steve's golf game. I know it's bad, but help him, help him, Lord. Okay. Guys, my Wi-Fi is down. What's going on back there? Have y'all unplugged it? No, it's not. All right. This morning. We've been looking at living in a pressure cooker. Last week, we started looking at it and uh, how stressful, how much pressure, how much stuff is going on this Christmas season, trying to get your Christmas uh, shopping done, trying to get all your, all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. And, you know, you guys that are students maybe graduating, trying to get the classes in, trying to not bomb your finals here at the end and, uh, you know, trying to finish strong. Isn't it hard to finish strong? Probably going to give a ton of basketball analogies this morning. I'm not meaning to, but nothing like getting way ahead and then losing in the end. That's not God's plan at all. God's plan at the end is that we win. And we live in a pressure packed life, whether it's your job, whether it's your home, whether it's your church, doesn't matter where. Just like this morning, we are running, running, running. I'm trying to do 10 things at once and you know, making everybody frustrated around me. And you know what? It's a good day. People getting baptized, people giving their hearts to the Lord. And and I believe today's going to be a day for evangelism. I believe just what you boys have done and and what's going to happen second service is going to cause people's hearts to turn. The Lord has us do that to be public about it, to show people, hey, I love Jesus. And basketball players, you are a role model. Coaches, you are role models. Adults, you are role models. Kids, Joseph, wherever you are, you're going to help some child say, you know what, I might do that. I might do that. There is power in testimony, and part of what you just did is part of your testimony. You've just said, I love Jesus, and I don't care who knows it. And the Lord's going to move in that, I believe, today. But we live in such a pressure-packed life, and we started looking last week at... uh, Jesus and how he handled pressure. Let me tell you, Jesus had to handle pressure. And he was a man just like us. He had feelings, he had hurts, he had desires just like us. And if you look here, it says, uh, and and let me me not get too far ahead of myself, but it says, I read recently that 75 to 90% of all illnesses are caused by the pressures of modern life. Let me ask you this question. How many of you have something to worry about? everybody and if you start in chapter 13 of john and go to the end of the book you find pressure packed verses and there's nowhere in the gospels that you find more stress more pressure more anxiety more questions here because it's the last few days of jesus's walk on earth and it's his it's his process going to the cross and there was stress there do you remember it was so stressful that he sweated blood now is that stress can anybody say you've experienced that much stress? No, I haven't. And I've experienced stress, I think. Not only is there more pressure and anxiety than any part of the, of the Gospels than right here, but there's also no place where there's more intimacy and comfort and warmth right here as Jesus is going to the cross. And last week we discussed how Jesus dealt with pressure, how he felt pressure. Um, you can go and download this from our website. But he spent lengthy time talking about the things that were going to try to disrupt and hurt the disciples. And he said in John 16, these things I have spoken to you that you may have that in me about left out the most important part in me, you may have peace. It goes on to say in this world, there will be trials, there will be tribulations, but but I have overcome the world. But in me, if you will remain in me, everybody say in me. In me, if you will remain in me, you will have peace. This Christmas season, if you will remain connected to the Lord, you will have peace. And it's not some messed up peace, love and happiness peace. You know that John Lennon wanted to sing about while he's on drugs and everything else. It's the peace of God. That surpasses anything you could ever imagine. That is the peace that we get when we connect to the Lord. You may be here today and you may say, Pastor, I have never made that decision. Today is the day. You know, it says that if you will just confess out of your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you'll just confess it out of your mouth and believe in your heart that he died for your sins, you will be saved. I want to encourage you. You do not have to wait for an altar call to do that. You don't have to wait for the music to start playing right where you're sitting right now. You could just say, even under your own breath, Lord God, I am in need of a savior. I confess you as Lord of my life, and I believe you died on the cross for my sins and that you were raised from the dead after the third day. Save me, Jesus. And you know what? Scripture says that's all it takes. That's all it takes. What does that take? It takes you humbling yourself and realizing you need help. You can't do it yourself. I encourage you, right where you're sitting, don't wait for me to give an altar call. Don't wait for Miss Elizabeth to come up here and and, and give an altar call. But if you don't, then you can can wait. And I want to encourage you, if you're here and you receive Jesus for the first time or you've not been baptized, I will still baptize you at second service. We'll wait for you to go get clothes and we'll work it out. And let me tell you, the water's good and warm. It's over 90 degrees. Okay, that may be you. Don't miss today. Don't miss it today. Today is a big day in my life. Today is the birthday of my wife's mother who passed away when she was 21. Today is the day that I have to do a funeral for my grandfather um, who passed away two days ago. And today's the day that three basketball players and one football player got baptized. And let me tell you, it's a good day. My grandfather was the pillar, was the spiritual father of, of all of all of my family. I, I can all I can. I don't want to go too far to say my mom, and, my mom and dad led me to the Lord, but I believe it was because of this grandfather that I'm saved. And uh, I was praying in, in the shower this morning, thinking this is one of the toughest funerals that I'll ever have to do, but it's also one of the easiest because he's he's where he needs to be. I know it with all my heart, and you know what? He's my hero. He's what I want to be, and uh, you young men, you're on your you're 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 early in your life. A lot of decisions to be made, and uh, make the right ones. If you will remain in Him, you will have peace. I want peace. Do you want peace, guys? This is an exciting day. I need some. I need some chatter. I need some amens. I need some hallelujahs. I need some clapping. I need some shouting. You know what? Let me tell you that there is a party in heaven right now. Right now. It says that they rejoice in heaven when someone gives their life to the Lord. So why not a party down here? Okay, we've already played loud music. You know, we can be outside the box already, right? Woo-hoo! I just did that in church. All right. How do you handle pressure? How do you handle pressure? Let's take a look at this. Principles for handling pressure. Number one, turn everything over to God. Turn everything over to God. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, and this is from the Amplified Version. Let me read this to you. And you ought to know this one. Cast all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all onto him, for he cares for you. That's a a hallelujah verse. Amen. Why do we have to carry around our cares and our desires and our anxieties? We don't cast them all on him for he cares for you. What is casting? You can have them, Lord. Me not being able to make my rent. You can have that, Lord. I'm going to give this morning. I'm going to do what your word says. And I'm going to expect you to help me make it at the end of the month. My health report that I've just gotten. Lord, I give that to you. And I plead the blood of Jesus over my life for healing. And Lord, I'm going to go up to the pastor and ask him to anoint me with oil. Whatever it's going to take. Lord, your word says if you will lay hands. If you call for the elders of the church and lay hands on the sick. What happens? The sick recover. What is that? Lord, I place that illness, that stress, that problem on you. Your word says this, I trust you. My kids are going through something, not you. Your kids, my kids are going through something, some addiction, maybe you're going through addiction. Lord, I give that to you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No addiction, no pill, no pornography, no image has more control over you than the power of God. Greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. So whatever you walked in here with. I have just given you a tool. To come out of it. The problem is. You now have to do it. Cast your cares. Onto him. You do that by using the word. You do that by, by, by moving. What is moving? Moving is faith. Thrusting. Casting is thrusting. Getting it away. Three observations here with this point. Casting your cares. For he cares for you. Number one. When we turn everything to God. I want you to realize. God is concerned about you. Individually. We've had a discussion with our kids this week. About that pearl. That precious pearl. That he sold everything for that one pearl. That is the scripture that we get to know that Jesus Christ would have died on the cross just for you. You are the pearl. You are the pearl. If no one's ever told you, you're a pearl. God loves you and he is concerned about you. It's obvious the fact that the word cares is literally means to be concerned. So there's a twofold concern. God is concerned about my concerns. But also. God is concerned. About. Everything. Not just the big things. You know I have. I have always struggled. Um, and I, I'm a. I, I enjoy sports. I played sports in high school. But I enjoyed sports. And I have a problem praying for the Titans. Or the UT or Tech to win. You know I'm like God. How does that line up? How do I do that? Because I want them to win. You know, how do I pray for that? But as a coach, your success is based on it. I believe you absolutely can pray for success. You players, you don't stand on that floor to lose. You stand on that floor to win. But as a fan, I don't know. You know how it does work is that I support Steve, so I pray for his success, which in turn is for Tennessee Tech to win. God is concerned about the little things. The little things. What are you battling? What little things are you battling? God's concerned. Can you grasp that? What does that mean? That means you need to talk to the Lord about everything that you're going through. Everything. Not just the... Big, huge things that come after you, but the little things, you know, if you can believe the Lord for the little things, you might believe him for the big things. You know, I don't know the perspective God has, but I don't even know that in his kingdom there are big and little things. I think he just handles it all. If you can handle everything perfectly, are things big or small? They're small. Can we just try to grasp for just a minute? How great God is. I can't figure y'all out today. I'm going, I've gone through cycles where I've not, not had this issue. And all of a sudden I'm having it again. This is hallelujah time. I'm not telling, sitting here telling you you're sinning and you're going to hell. I'm telling you the things that you're battling, you can get off of you. Amen. That helped. Sorry, I embarrass you. Bless you. All God's concerned about all things, cast all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns. You know, I run into people all the time that just says, I don't want to bother God with the small stuff. I've got something big I can't handle. I certainly can't certainly can turn that over to him, but don't bother him about everything. And I'm not here to say to you this morning that you get out your list and you say, God bless me as I get in the car. God bless me as I fasten my seatbelt. Bust me as I put my car in reverse. No, I'm not talking about that. Although, the way some of you drive, you probably should. Now, I'm not looking at you, Cindy. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to look at you. I promise. I did not. I'll look at you. I, would, I didn't mean that. Well, we're praying for some of you when y'all get Okay. <laughs> it's gone. The Lord has removed that pole just for you. Yeah. Peter teaches us to be concerned about every area of our life. Whether we're conscious of that or not, it doesn't really matter. He's still concerned. He watches over us just as he sees the sparrow and provides for the birds. How much more will he provide for you? Look at verse six. Let's take a look. If we looked at verse six. The key is in verse seven, verse six says to be humble before God as we humble ourselves. Then we ask God for help in life. The reason we don't ask for help is because we have pride. We have pride. We do not want to ask for help. We do not want to say, God, you can have control of my life. But that's exactly what we have to say. You can have control of my life. Just as one very successful businessman told me a couple months ago. He says, I had to learn to say I can't before I can say I can. I've got to learn to say I can't do this without you, Lord. I can't. God, you've got to have control of my life. But that's what happens when pride gets in the way. We don't like to admit we need God. All of us. At least guys know when you're in the car, we will not ask for directions. I was talking to somebody this week about GPSs. Let me tell you, I've probably gotten more lost with GPSs than I got lost before I had them. You know, my my daughter, my youngest daughter was reading a book that was that was out out it was a evolution kind of based. It was kind of messed up in theory. And as she read it, Elizabeth said, honey, this isn't true. Yeah, about sea creatures and evolution and that sort of thing. And Elizabeth said, honey, we're not reading this anymore. This isn't true. She said, yes, it is. It's in the book. If it's written down, if it's in a book, it must be true. How important it is. How important It is that we need to realize that everything that we face, how many knows that the Spirit of God will lead you into all truth? And everything that you face may not be true. Everything that you hear may not be true. God is concerned about everything. Pride gets in our way. We need to admit that we need God. And GPSs aren't always true. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes we get lost and we have to ask our wives for help. (laughs) You know, when it's stressful, (laughs) when it's stressful, last thing you want to do is ask your wife for help, especially when you're the one that's lost. I'm not lost. Oh, honey, you're just in denial. I'm not in denial. (laughs) I'm right here. (laughs) But let me tell you, lastly, God wants your problems now. Now. He wants your problems now. I love how Peter said to give him your anxieties, your cares once and for all. Give them all to him. He wants them now. In other words, now. Quit trying to hang on to him. And boy, don't we try to hang on to him. You know what we do? We take all our problems and our burdens and we say, here, God. They're yours. And by the time we get outside the church, we pick them right back up. We pick up those problems and we carry them right out of church. He didn't say turn your concerns over for an hour on Sunday morning. He said, turn them over and keep your filthy hands off of them. I got them. Quit trying to carry them yourself. Oh, I want to keep going, but we're going to stop. I want you to know the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us today. And I believe with all my heart. That there's somebody here today that needs to say, Jesus, I need you as Lord and Savior. Would you all just bow your heads with me? Lord, if I can just say again, I am in need of a savior. I thank you for saving me at a young age. But Lord, how much I need you. How much I can't make it with you. I mean, without you, I can't make it without you. How much I need you and how much I need you with me. Father, in all the things that I face, I need you. Lord, I know that there is someone here under the sound of my voice that would say, pastor, that's me. I can't make it the way my life is going right now. I can't make it with what's happening with my kids. I can't make it with what's happening with my job or my health. I can't make it with what's happening in my marriage. I can't make it. I need help. Just want to encourage you right where you're sitting right now. To say, Jesus, help me. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Save me, Jesus. You may be here today and you may have been saved at a young age. You may have been saved yesterday, but you feel like you've just stepped away. You feel like you've just moved away from what God's plan was for you in your life. I want you to know that God is a redeemer. God is a healer. God is a restore. And all it takes is this religious word. This not a religious word, but this word that is repent. And all that means is to turn. To make a decision today to say, I'm not going in this direction anymore. Jesus, I turn back to you. If that's you, just pray this prayer with me. Just say, Jesus, forgive me. For how I've been walking. Jesus I turn this morning back to you. Save me Jesus. And help me in what I'm walking through. Jesus I give you. All my cares. All my anxieties. To you. Thank you for caring for me. Jesus, if you all just look up here at me, if that was you, either one of those, I want you to know that heaven is rejoicing this morning. If you just gave your heart to Jesus for the first time today, believer's baptism comes next. I want to encourage you, if that was you, step out of this aisle in just a moment when we have an altar call. An altar call is a time where we're just going to ask people if they need prayer and come come up here and just tell us what you've done. And let us help you maybe walk through the baptism process. We baptize because, number one, Jesus said to do it. In his word, he says that we are to be baptized. Number two, because he did it. Jesus was baptized. And we want to be obedient to him. And what baptism is, is it's just a picture of the old person. All these basketball players and football players and Mr. Joseph, that old person full of sin went down in that grave, went down in that water, and the new man came up completely washed clean of all unrighteousness i want you to know players and joseph you are you are right with god you are right with god and church i want to encourage you get right with god we all stand up with me if y'all need prayer for any reason if you have any prayer need that you may have maybe you just need some support just someone to talk to for just a moment those that are ministering come on forward pastor Stephen. we want to pray with you Step on out as we just sing a uh, a song, Miss Tammy.